Welcome to the Save Your Marriage by Restoring the Man podcast, dedicated to all the men who are going through marital problems and want to save their marriages, with host Arturo Henriquez and sponsored by The Fortified Spouse. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Fortified Spouse podcast. I thank you for being here. I also want to ask a big favor. If you do like these episodes, this podcast, please leave a review and or a comment It helps in the algorithm so we can reach more men out there who are going through marital crises and need our help. Uh, And I thank you in advance for that. Uh, I also want to extend a complimentary call with myself uh, to talk about your uh, specific situation. Of course, it's in private. And you can do that by, uh, you can book that call by going to www.fortifiedspouse.com forward slash call, C-A-L-L. Anyways, let's talk about reverse psychology in this episode. Now, I often hear that when people start looking for different ways of saving their relationship, uh, they come across this reverse psychology. So I have them coming to me saying, hey, what about this whole reverse psychology thing? Do you think it'll work? And that's because there are some resources out there that I propose that you can stop a divorce uh, or you can stop a marriage crisis for that matter by using reverse psychology. The question is, does it really work? We live in a world full of hints and tricks and tips and we're all looking for that little thing that's going to kind of unlock things, right? Like that magic or that silver bullet that's going to just make everything right. And those hints and tips and tricks are great if you're trying to, you know, kind of boil an egg a little better, maybe keep a wire from fraying, uh, or maybe keep your your wine from lasting just a couple hours more, or anything like that, right? They are not so useful, though, when you're looking for a hint or a tip or a trick on how to do something major in your life. The thing is, we as humans almost have this pathological desire for something that's easy. And I'm describing something here different than simple. There are a lot of simple things that explain things very well, but easy is the danger where it happens very easily. Why do we want things so easy? Well, we always were looking for that trick that just keeps us from having to change and for having to put in effort, which requires us asking bigger questions, internal questions. And unfortunately, we want it to come so easily that we don't have to look at why we're there at the same place over and over and over. We want to get what we want without actually making any true change in our life. Well, that's the problem that doesn't work. And the reason it doesn't work is because it keeps us in the same place, trying to play with it. Kind of like having a card up your arm, right, at a poker game. You can pull it out and play that hand, and you might get a little ahead in that hand. But do you ever really win? Because the next hand is coming, and you're not going to have that card up up your sleeve. Think about all those places where we fall into a trap of the easy answer. Lose weight quick while still eating the same food you've always wanted to eat. Now, we know in our rational mind that that's not possible, but wow, 
That sounds pretty cool. If I could just lose weight and still eat all this crappy food that I've been eating, that'd be pretty cool. Or how about, you know, get rich quick. You can make money in your sleep and you don't even have to do anything. Maybe you just have to visualize a little bit or maybe you just, you know, have to give somebody a little bit of money and they'll do it for you. Uh, or, you know, think about buying that gadget that makes you fit, gives you a six-pack, abs, hardcore abs, and you never have to go to the gym. And on and on and on it goes, all these examples. And while that sounds pretty tempting because we all want to get rich, we all want to get fit, we all want to lose weight without putting any effort into it. And we even probably tell everybody about what good things we you know, would do if we get rich and also make it easy, right? Make it something that we don't have to really change for. We don't have to really put in that hard work. You know, how does that usually work? You know, in the getting rich example, usually you lose the money. You know, how about learning foreign languages overnight? That's the one where you listen to tapes and you sleep on it and it seeps into your unconscious. Well, if you've ever watched the studies of that, that doesn't work either. You don't just wake up and you're able to speak a second language. You wake up perhaps having had some really strange dreams, but since you're not practicing speaking, nothing really is changing in there anyways. And getting that famous six-pack, well, if, if it was so easy, we wouldn't watch people working so hard to do it and see how few people actually do it. The secret of a six-pack is actually simple. It's getting your body fat down to about 9% or less. See, that's simple, but it's not easy. In fact, for many people, it's almost impossible, we, but we still see that constantly. If you look on the internet, you'll see plenty of offers for the easy with dealing with things that really take significant change. And think about the lottery. People would rather pay to get rich than actually work hard to get rich. And guys, that's true with saving your marriage. Even though there are plenty of resources out there that you can find, they all require change. So that is an easy answer, but it's not easy. And one that I find time and time again is reverse psychology. In fact, I've had many people come to me and ask, well, why can't I just use reverse psychology? And my response is, you can. It just won't work. You're welcome to try it. It just won't work. And I know that because I've watched how many times it's failed. It's upset a spouse and ended up with the situation being in a worse place than it was before. But you can surely do that if you want. You're welcome to give it a try. But it's kind of like the no contact rule, right? If it sounds too good to be true, it's too good to be true. If you have some real clear theory of how you're going to change, that's a different matter. But reverse psychology, that's not a theory of how you're going to change. It's how you're going to trick your spouse, your wife, into not going through with something. Now, will it work? A little bit, yeah. I'll tell you in just a minute how. So what is reverse psychology? Well, reverse psychology is when you tell someone to do exactly what you don't want them to do or tell them 
to not do exactly what you do want them to do. And so they do the opposite. Guys, it's just the nature. If you're talking to kids, you say, don't touch the wall. Well, they're going to touch the wall. Don't eat the candy. Well, they'll eat the candy. That's the nature of that reverse psychology. So I grew up on the bear rabbit tails. And one of the rabbits had been caught by the bear and the fox, and they are ready to cook them to eat them. And so they're walking down the path, and the rabbit decides to use reverse psychology. And he says, you know, you can do whatever you want with me. If you want to eat me, that's fine. I don't care. If you want to cook me, that's fine. I don't care. If you want to skin me, that's fine. I don't care. Just don't throw me in the briar patch. And the fox and the bear look at each other, and they say, you know what? We'll do whatever we want. And the rabbit says, oh, no, you do whatever you want. You can eat me. You can cook me. You can skin me. But please, just don't throw me in that briar patch. Well, the fox and the bear are pretty upset by this point, so they grab him, and they throw him right in the middle of the briar patch. Now, the rabbit knows that once he gets into the briar patch, there is no way the fox or the bear are going to catch him again because he knows his way through the briar patch, and he's low to the ground, and he can avoid all the briars, but the fox and the bear can't. And so he escapes. Guys, that's reverse psychology. If you say to a child, whatever you do, don't eat those green beans on your plate, they'll gobble them up just to prove you wrong. But they'll do it with a laugh because it's kind of a game. And that's the thing about reverse psychology. If you get rid of the cartoons where it seems to work for the bunnies and the rabbits, right? Bugs Bunny um, and all the others. If you get rid of those places that are fun and you go to the real world, Reverse psychology doesn't work so well because it gets us into a different place. So will it work? Yes, it, it will work, but actually it won't. It works best on kids because they're willing to play the game. And it is a short-term solution. Getting that child to eat the green beans on their plate that night is different than getting them to fall in love with green beans for the rest of their lives and eat them every single day. It's also felt to be kind of a low-cost solution. And so when somebody feels like it's low-cost, like that child sitting there eating the green beans, well, big deal. To eat the green beans, yeah, they don't really like green beans, but they'll do it and partly do it just to prove you wrong. But that's different than dealing with an adult. It's a whole different matter to try to get an adult to follow reverse psychology. So here's the little trick that people have talked about using with reverse psychology. Whatever your wife says, agree with it. She says, our marriage is in shambles. Yes, you're right, our marriage is in shambles. And I'm going to get a divorce. Oh, you should get a divorce. And then suddenly in midstream, they're going to stop and they're going to turn to you and say, you know what, I really don't want a, a divorce. That's the myth of reverse psychology. And part of the reason is it has a shade of truth to it is because if you're like most people, you have been struggling together through this marriage thing for a while. So when suddenly you don't keep fighting, it catches the other person off guard. The problem is they might decide that now you're on board with them. So they say, fine, let's get a divorce. Because they have actually been thinking about it. To them, it's real. And suddenly they're right. You're on board with me, right? So you've been fighting this all along, and then finally you agree with them. Fine, let's go get a divorce. 
If you want a divorce, let's go do that. You're hoping that they're going to turn around and do the opposite. And instead, all they do is say, wow, you finally see we need to do this. Then, then what do you say? Now that you've lied? Now that you have agreed with them in a lie? How do you turn around and say, no, 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 no. That's not what I meant. But that's exactly the space that many people walk themselves into right into trying to use reverse psychology. They agree to things they don't really agree with. They agree to a divorce they don't want. They agree to whatever the spouse or your wife wants in an attempt to slow it down. But will it slow it down? Maybe for a good five minutes while your wife looks at you confused and wonders why you're not arguing. And then they get right back to going towards whatever they want to do. So what do you do instead? Well, there are a lot of things you can do instead, but reverse psychology puts you down a link already. You already got to approve it. But what if you were to do something else? Instead of doing this reverse psychology where you're trying to not really change, what if you actually corrected the underlying issues that are disrupting your relationship? What if instead of looking for tips, the tricks, the hints, the little psychological warfare, you actually said, you know what? We're here in a troubled relationship because things aren't where they need to be. By definition, that's the case. If things were where they needed to be, you wouldn't be at that place. And so what if you were to decide that instead of trying to fool the other person, instead of trying to play a game with the other person, an adult, by the way, trying to find some short little shortcuts that's going to solve it for you, what if you actually committed to changing what if you actually committed to changing the relationship? Now, I'm not saying that you argue that with your spouse, but within you. What if you sitting here, standing here, whatever you do, walking around, exercising, whatever you do, you say to yourself, I've got to get to a different place. I have to help us get to a different place. Not I've got to fool my spouse into staying, but I've got to get to a different place in our marriage, I've got to get to a place where our relationship is treasured by both of us and where I'm truly showing up to this. So instead of playing the mind games that are so, so, so tempting, and let me just tell you that every easy answer is going to be a mind game. And every easy answer that pulls you in because it sounds so good, it's because you're not going to have to change. You just have to apply that little trick. But what if you set that aside and said, no, this is for real. I want a relationship we both are going to treasure and hold on to and protect. I want a relationship where we are at our best together. We are each of us as individuals at our best and then both of us together at our best. If you commit to that, instead of looking for the easy answer, you know, you look for a simple answer. Easy and simple are very different words. When we started the Fortified Spouse Program, we structured it around the stages framework, stage zero, stage one, stage two, stage three, and stage four. Now, they are simple, meaning it's direct, it's boiled down to its essence, but it's not easy. It takes effort, it takes change, it takes growth, it takes challenge, but it doesn't take a mind game. If you're interested in finding a mind game to play, if you're interested in some little technique that will 
fool your wife, you probably aren't going to be at all interested in this podcast or, or whatever whatever I have to say because I don't have tricks and techniques and hints. Those little tricks and techniques and hints are exactly why a relationship is where it is. It hasn't gotten what it's needed. It hasn't been nurtured in the right way. The growth hasn't happened along the way. Now, something has to change. The easy answer, well, that's reverse psychology. The simple answer, well, that's about change and connecting and creating a new direction for your relationship. That's what will make the difference. So what if you were actually to commit to correcting the underlying issues? What if you were actually committed to changing yourself, to becoming the best version of you? Now, let me just say as kind of a footnote that I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with you. I'm not saying that there's something of you know deep disturbance within you. I'm, all I'm saying is that all of us get stagnant. And we are not perfect human beings, and we make mistakes. And I include myself at the top of that list, that we can all grow stagnant and that we all need to change to a different place. We all need to find a different way to be in our lives. No matter where we are at every stage, there's something that's calling us forward. And when we get stagnant, we get stuck. And when we get stuck, we're not particularly attractive to our wives, and we're not particularly able to move to the next levels of the relationship. So what if you actually committed to changing yourself? And what if you committed to treating your spouse as an equal, as mature, as capable, as able to make good thoughts, as not needing to be tricked, as not needing to be manipulated, but somebody you want to team up with? You see, what happens in these rare cases where there is reverse psychology, where it takes place for a little bit, Eventually, the person realizes that they've been fooled. And when they realize that they've been fooled, then you begin to be the one who made them a fool. And if you made them a fool, you've downgraded them. You've downgraded the relationship. You've downgraded yourself in the process. You've not treated them like an adult, not as an equal, not with respect, not as a mature person capable of joining with you. And so while you might get a couple of minutes of reprieve, maybe even a couple of days of reprieve, it's not going to turn around. What needs to be turned around is not going to turn around. What if you were to set aside the easy answer and go for something that's simple, but it's going to take some effort, take some change, cause you to being the best person you can be? My guess is that's the way you're going to save your relationship. If you decide to use an easy technique like reverse psychology, well, I wish you well. If you're ready to step into something that has some directness to it, deals with those underlying issues, cause you to be the best person you can be, then your ability to save your marriage actually does have a fighting chance. Thanks for listening. You have been listening to the podcast, Save Your Marriage by Restoring the Man. For further information, visit The Fortified Spouse at www.fortifiedspouse.com. Thank you.